0: Hi, Lee. How are you doing? Hey, Chris. Fe- feeling very good, mate. How are you? Excellent. Just enjoying what remains of the, the Easter break. Absolutely. A few more days left. Try not to yeah. down the days, but enjoy them.
1: Yeah. You know, when we met up last week and when we started to plan this, and you know, we both commented that we both felt re-energized and sort of ready to go again for the last term, definitely it's been a really nice break to have.
0: Absolutely, I think these times are really important and it's quite easy to feel guilty about being away from the students, but I think we all need this time and deserve it.
1: Definitely, yeah, just a bit of time to sort of relax, unwind, and also just to sort of catch up a bit on um, reading and other projects, things like this. Yeah, talk about other projects, something quite like this. Something like this, yeah, this has been something we've been talking about for a long time. hmm yeah, we've
0: been going we're we finally here. With this to finally start on today's pilot episode, I'm very, very excited. Yeah, so um, this we're calling this a pilot
1: episode just because we sort of wanted to use this as a chance to test out our setup, but also just to get a feel for the format and um, what's going to come. Okay, so should we start off? Would you like to introduce yourself to those people who maybe are listening and don't know who
0: you are? Sure. So um, hi, my name's Lee, Lee Blowers. I'm originally from Watford. I'm an educator in London. I teach the IB PYP. But before that, I was living in Japan for about five years, where I was introduced to IB and went through the whole um, rigour of learning what IB is and what it stands for, and the primary um, years programme. And before that, I started my career off in London. So it's nice to kind of go full loop and come back to where it all began. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your uh, journey into education?
1: Yeah, so I've been teaching now for about nine years in a variety of different contexts, like yourself in Japan. Um, I also spent five years teaching at an international school in Mexico where I had my introduction to the primary years program as well. And I sort of fell in love with that program and that inquiry-based style of teaching. And so I've now been teaching at an international school in London um, for three years, and so I think it's worth pointing out that um, we are colleagues. We we work together. We see each other every day, and um, this podcast is the conversations that we have you no know, every day. Absolutely. Um, so Lee, can you tell me and personal passions within education.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, I think I've always been interested in student self-directed learning. I've been amazed by what primary age students are able to do and what um, the kind of questions that they can come up with. And that was something that came up before um, starting in PYP. I think my other passions include obviously ed tech, very interested in how technology can improve um, both teaching instruction, but also help students with creativity and sharing what they know and what they've been learning. So I think they're my main interests within education. Um, how about yourself?
1: Yeah, I think you know, very similar. And I think our backgrounds um, sort of have overlapped a lot. And as I mentioned, you know, I, I really fell in love with the, the primary as program and that inquiry based teaching and learning of the fact that the the PYP is really focused on these big teaching ideas, you know, it's very similar to the idea of concept-based learning, where students are engaging in real-world issues and they're they're looking to build a conceptual understanding and hopefully take some action, which is meaningful to themselves, but can also maybe have an impact on um, the outside world. And then, as well as that, you know, like yourself, I'm also um, a big advocate of digital learning and a lot of my time over the past couple of years has been taken up with um, sort of building our own school culture surrounding digital learning so I know that's going to be a recurring topic on the show I think.
0: Oh absolutely absolutely I think you're being a bit modest as well I think you're very much leading that um, conversation at our school.
1: Well definitely part of it with along with your, yourself and some other people um, but it it's definitely a you know, a passion both personally and professionally and um, I'm looking forward to getting some uh, you know, the other educational people that we um, you know we, we interact with on Twitter every day, um, on this show and sort of getting a bit of their perspective as well.
0: Yeah, it sounds great. Um, so in terms of their interests within education, how about outside of education? What does Chris like? Oh, to that's do? a good question. Oh wait. <laughs> um, well I'm a I'm a big football
1: fan. You know, playing and watching football. Um, I also love running. I love trying to get to the cinema wherever I can. However, that seems to be um, less and less these days. Um, and I'm also very passionate about photography. And um, I, I just I love getting out and exploring new places and um, taking photographs whenever I can um coincidentally a lot of those things i run as clubs at school as well um which is very nice
0: yeah it's fantastic when (laughs) passions kind of overlap in and out of. yeah what about yourself lee um again some fairly similar ones i'm a huge football fan so i follow chelsea and my hometown club watford i also love playing football i play as regularly as possible um also into skateboarding i love just commuting around on my little skateboard, getting out and around the city, just uh, sort of people watching and hearing the sound of the city. (laughs) Love big cities. Um, And my other one, I suppose, is studying Japanese. Since leaving Japan, I've kind of wanted to improve my speaking ability in Japanese. So that's something that I've become very, very passionate about.
1: Amazing. What would you say your level is in terms of your fluency?
0: Um. I would say just past beginner. <laughs> I'm, I'm past <laughs> the greeting stage, but I still can't um, explain myself as I wish. So I can feel that frustration of a second language learner and I get that quite regularly.
1: Definitely. And I think that's a really good experience for any teacher to have you know, when you're learning a new language and to sort of put yourself in the shoes of your student.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And I think that's the same in terms of tech in terms of you were mentioning photography and when you're trying to ask students to do something to understand how difficult that can be for them as well as for yourself i think it's a really important thing to learn from yeah it is
1: um, so i was going to ask you um and this can maybe form a bit of a, a mini topic for this first episode what is it that inspires you either as an educator also within your personal life where
0: where does your inspiration come from? That's a really, really good question. Um, I'm gonna start with a person actually, someone who inspired me into education. So one thing I don't often tell people about is um, the difficulties I had at school. When I was in secondary education, I had a lot of difficulties um, with behavior in class, with being engaged in school and education. And one teacher came along Um, Mr. Rooney and he was my politics teacher in sixth form and he was fantastic. I was really really inspired by him simply because he was willing to challenge the norms. He would pull back the curtain so to speak and tell us why he was teaching us certain things and how he disagreed with certain decisions made by the school and I think that really inspired me to see that even though he was within a group and within a team, he was still able to be so open and um, so, so passionate about his subject, which... That's amazing. Like, that's really good that you had someone there that was able
1: to sort of guide you Way
0: Absolutely. And I think that's a, a great reminder for myself now to think how um, it only takes one person. It takes that one person who... Gets through to that one person who can inspire you to go off and do something with you. Yeah. And I think, you know,
1: as educators as well, sometimes part of your drive is you want to be that person who inspires someone. You want to be that person who inspires one of your current students when they're older or, um, you know, gives them some guidance in a time of trouble. And you hope that, you know, maybe one day they will recall you when they're recording their own podcast and um, be able to tell a story about you.
0: I'd love that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) absolutely. I think there's that kind of old adage of, you know, it's easy to teach a student who wants to be taught, but to get through to a student who's not quite there yet. I think that's um, that's where my passion lies in education, and that's what I was inspired by Mr Rooney to do. So how about Amazing. yourself? What or who has inspired you inside or out?
1: Um, well, firstly, I think in terms of right now, within our own school community, there are so many people who inspire me on a day-to-day okay. Back to. In a, um, a new school and being almost in a completely different culture and um, sort of the first few weeks at the school this transition period as i readjusted to life back in the united kingdom and also this come up and i just remember being blown away by the knowledge and um, the skill sets that some of the, the different teachers within our community had. And um, it sort of took a bit of readjusting and thinking, wow, I, I really need to step up my game here because you know, what some of my colleagues are doing here is just incredible. Yeah. Um, you know, seeing what they do on a day-to-day basis is incredible I I could name probably about 20 different names and I'm sure you know you have those teachers in mind yourself.
0: Yeah as soon as you started speaking uh, just a series of names started flashing up in my head I was trying to guess if there was anyone specific you were thinking about but I agree I think it it could be a number of people.
1: Yeah absolutely and then also outside of the school community I think you know it's very obvious that uh, we're both big Twitter users, and um, that has really become one of my main sources of inspiration, um, which I almost see as sort of a a free professional development, which, you know, you can just dip in and out of whenever you like, and you can focus on whatever interests you have. Um, So, for example, right now, there's a lot of really inspirational uh, ideas coming out of using Keynote and a lot of the features in there, and, you know, I see some of the things that people like Paul Hamilton are doing with augmented reality. And that, again, that inspires you to want to give that a try in your own classroom. Um, But also outside of digital learning, there's um, a couple of people who I follow uh, related to reading. And so one of the books that we just read in class was inspired by something that I saw on Twitter. And so that's obviously um, a massive source of inspiration.
0: Can I ask you which, which book was that?
1: Um, that was The Boy at the Back of the Class ah, and so that fitting quite nicely with our migration unit which we just finished.
0: Fantastic yeah I love how Twitter yeah. does that I know um, I did the migration unit previously last year and a few books came out of that and um, I can't actually remember the title but one by Alan Graf came up and that was something that we looked into and just to have that sense of resources there available for you oh it is, Refugee by oh, Alan Grett yeah. um it was a book that sort of got shared around and people were recommending it and sharing ideas of how they used it in class it's such a fantastic format is,
1: so in terms of um outside of education is there anything um which maybe you read or you see which you take as inspiration and you use within your teaching role
0: Absolutely. I think, um, I'm not sure if you knew, my wife is a social researcher, and a lot of what we talk about and discuss is around government policy and um, the kind of books that we're reading on different philosophers, economists, and those discussions. I think I've always kind of got my inspiration from people in my um, nearby vicinity, I guess. So you, Twitter. Mm -hmm. And gaining the inspiration from them, also from uh, family and friends. Yeah, it's, you know, it's really interesting.
1: Anything sort of within your environment can inspire you and it can maybe spark an idea that you use in the classroom. Um, For example, um, right now I'm watching the documentary on Netflix, the hour plan. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Again, a lot of the, the ideas that come through that, there's obviously a really clear link between our, our current unit, which is on um, pollution. And so there's a lot of ideas which I can take from there and oh, that would be really good to use in the classroom. So um, sometimes it, it doesn't have to directly be related to education um, in order to inspire you.
0: No, absolutely. And having um, Greta Thunberg come speak to the UK week <coughs> I think those kind of small stories and bits that we see can really inspire and push us um, to take it back into the classroom with the students learning.
1: And so sort of to follow on from that, um, what do you do when you're maybe not feeling so inspired? You know, I'm sure we all have those days or weeks where things get on top of you or you, you really struggle with an idea for a lesson. What do you do
0: there? I think that's a really interesting question. It depends on what it is I'm looking for. I think my personality tells me that usually I would wait patiently. You know, I'm I'm not someone who rushes or worries um, for inspiration. I think it's something that is very natural and and will come. I think um, looking after myself, if I'm feeling tired, if I'm feeling stressed, looking after myself and being patient, then that inspiration will come saying that um spending time at we have a wonderful teacher's room where ideas are always constantly being thrown around and surrounding myself with really positive people i think that does help me find inspiration here there or anywhere how about yourself do you have that's a really good point do you have a go-to something for inspiration (laughs) um i wish i could say i did but
1: um sort of having that balance and um maybe the idea of teacher well-being and um mindfulness and just the idea of um waiting and not rushing into something It, it sort of got me thinking if connection between inspiration and motivation and do you need both of them that you know and um you know there are some days where you maybe do something or is that because you're just you're lacking the, the most end of term you're feeling tired um and then also you know maybe if you've been teaching the same grade level for a couple of years and um you don't want to just roll out the same lessons you know you want to um, inspire yourself but it's, it's hard to find um the ideas and i think like you said you know sort of being involved with other educators and sharing ideas is um, a really great way to get yourself um, reinvigorated and re-inspired.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I think we, we can drive ourselves for inspiration, but we can also use our community so much to inspire us and to, to stop us getting stuck in those ruts, I guess, of teaching in the same grade or teaching with the same partners Uh, many many years yeah you know we often tell our
1: we tell our students to be risk takers don't we and to have a go at something something, um, that they're maybe uncomfortable with or is new to them and doing that as teachers as well is really important just like what we're doing right now
0: yeah absolutely something that I never never pictured myself doing Um, (laughs) and only yesterday I posted a video of myself speaking on twitter Mm. Felt really uncomfortable doing but five minutes after doing so, you know, you start to feel the benefit already. Yeah, I,
1: I saw, I've i been following along with those um, run and rant um, posts that people have been putting up there. And I guess that sort of connects in with the idea of podcasting and sort of why we want to do a podcast. So can you maybe explain what was some
0: of your motivation? Why Why did you want to start a podcast? Mainly because I love chatting about education. I think I have to have a good chat about education with anyone um, is one of the main main reasons. I think it's fantastic for my own PD. I know that's very, very selfish. But to sit and talk with <laughs> incredible fine. educators all over the world and, and to work closely with yourself as well, I think I've got so much that I can learn from the people around me. Um, that I think I'm going to learn a lot and hopefully um, as I learn others will find interest in these conversations and hopefully inspire others to do more yeah I'm
1: sort of the same you know I've been listening to podcasts for many many years and one of the things which I've noticed is year or so is my my podcast list is really shifted to being education focused and there are so many great shows out there and it really seems to be quite trendy um, you know everyone seems to have a podcast and so um to sort of get involved with that and to be able to have those discussions with teachers from around the world and um chat about some of the, you know the topics which are significant and important um, within our profession i think will be um really quite quite exciting
0: Absolutely. So I was just going to ask, have you guested on any other?
1: Um, so I did one a couple of weeks ago with Martin Coutts. Um He has an EduChat podcast. And so we're talking about um, using iOS. Really? And then I also did one a couple of weeks ago with uh, Kurt Kleinen. Um, so talking about the Apple Distinguished Educator Program. Oh, I, I think I heard you on um an episode talking about um schoolhouse systems is that right
0: absolutely yeah I was on the making teach uh, making better teachers podcast with Kevin O'Shea um, that's great the house was again another reason why starting up my own podcast being a guest on it was fantastic and it was really enjoyable to be involved I thought this is something I'd like to do regularly yeah
1: and so, lastly um Do you want to explain where the idea of the the name Open Door came from and how we sort of settled on that?
0: Sure. Um, Well, for me, I think the idea of an open door policy in the classroom is a very, very healthy one. I think um, I saw something on Twitter recently, actually, where someone said the best PD is often in a room down the corridor. So having your doors open and being able to wander in and watch a colleague is one of the... um, the best ways to learn and having a real belief in community. I think we should all be throwing our doors open for each other and not feeling that observations are something to be worried about or to fear or um, trying to hide or avoid things that we need to improve, but we should be opening our doors and being a bit vulnerable and allowing others to come in and observe and, and support and give feedback.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think that's sort of why we, we came to um, settle on this name. The hallway from me, you know, we will teach with our doors open and just to be able to hear some of the things that she's saying and the way in which she structures a lesson, I wouldn't get that if we both closed our doors and sat in isolation. Um, just the fact that you can sort of hear the conversations which are going on across the hallway is really important.
0: I was going to ask you a little bit as well. Um, obviously, as homeroom teachers, we're both always sort of in the classroom. But do you feel this is an opportunity to hear from other types of education um, and also sort of specialists around schools?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that was when we sat down last week to start to plan and we, we discussed that, you know, to pickle ourselves into just mm-hmm. – pet or the pyp because we're very familiar with those and um you know we could talk about those all day and so it'd be really good if we can sort of expand our knowledge and get involved with educate educators in different fields i think that would be really important and so um you know this is a great opportunity for ourselves to expand our own knowledge really brilliant And so, in some sort of the format and frequency, um, how often are we going to be posting? What's the plan?
0: So, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think <laughs> we were planning on Fortnite releasing kind of an episode of this length, around sort of thirty minutes, a commutable um, podcast. And then mm-hmm. in the weeks in between, we'd try to send out the short bursts. So it could be a question or a thought that we could post on Twitter um, in the weeks in between, just to get some ideas and some questions ready for our guests and for ourselves to explore those topics in a little bit more depth.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that idea of, sort of community interaction is important. We would really like to foster because that I listen to or some of the Twitter chats that, and um, we maybe get involved in is mm. they are really enriched by this idea of people getting involved. Um so some of the ways that we'd like to get people involved are either through the hashtag open door pod. Might ask us a question or just leave a comment, uh, that would be a great way to do that. Um, we'd also love to get people just to call in. And so we're recording this on Anchor. And one of the great features on Anchor is that you can uh, call in and leave a message. So that's a great way um, where you can interact with the show. It'd be really nice to hear what inspires other people around the world. Yep. And then lastly, um, to be a, a guest on a future show would be great. And um, we have sort of list who we'd like to get on. Um, but it, it'd, love to, it'd be great to get other people involved as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think one thing that teachers usually are is very, very modest. And I would say, don't be so modest. We all have something to offer and I'd absolutely love to hear from you, find out what you can come on and what are your passions? What would you like to talk about on our show?
1: Yeah, that's great. So um, just to close up, Lee, um, where can people find you on Twitter?
0: You can find me at Mr. Blowers. That's, Mr B L O W E R S. And how about for yourself, Chris? I am C galley E-D-U on Twitter. C galley-e-D-U. Excellent.
1: Yeah. G-A-L-L-E-Y. Okay, Lee, it's been a pleasure.
0: Fantastic. Thank you.
1: And we will catch up very soon.
0: Brilliant. All right.
1: Thank Thank you.